Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Uh, the, the Holy Ghost began to deal with me this last week on, on some things. And uh, I want us to go, before I left, we were going in the direction of getting a new image for your life. You, you're going to have to see some things differently if you're going to move forward with God. And this morning, kind of keeping along those lines, but, but going a little bit different vein. Uh, I want us to uh, look at first and talk about when you were first born again. And uh, you never grow to, you know, it's like as an, 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 an adult, as a person, what were the elementary things your parents worked on you with, please and thank you? For us being raised in the South, yes, ma'am and no, ma'am. Yes, sir, and no, sir. If you don't want your, uh, your, your hind end dealt with, you know, you, you real quick, you get in line with these manners. <laughs> and what is it that we deal with with our kids, uh, with manners and etiquette, um, how to sit at a table, how to shake someone's hand, look somebody in the eye, speak when you're spoken to, all these elementary principles you never grow out of those right you never in fact you should become more skillful you know i would expect that the handshake my sons give as a 10 and a seven-year-old uh that as they grow into men that that handshake gets more firm uh, uh, uh gets more deliberate that they don't have the same you know intimidated handshake why we're developing, we're growing in these basics in life. Uh, you should be helping your children to grow in these basics um, in etiquette and, and just respectful conduct. So it is that when you get born again, that's a basic. The day I got saved, the day I was translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, my goal for the rest of my life is to renew my mind. I am no longer controlled. I'm no longer a subject to, I'm no longer a slave to the darkness, to dark thoughts, uh, to, to the wrong path. I am no longer having to live as if I have no answers, no direction, no hope, because I got born again. I got saved. What is saved? That is the salvation of being rescued from the control, from the demonic powers. You understand it's very real. No matter how good a person is and no matter how positive somebody is and looks in life, if they are not born again, their life is still controlled by darkness. They still are as if, and we're going to talk about this this morning, um, those bondages of darkness are still controlling them. No matter how big the smile on their face, no matter how much money is in their bank account, money cannot save and rescue your life. And uh, when you were born again, recreated, brand new, translated from the kingdom of darkness, uh, the controlling, you understand darkness is controlling. When you're in darkness, when you're in a pitch, uh, when you're in a dark, I don't like the dark. I, like, I'm just going to be honest with you. 
Me, I got a cousin. He don't like the dark either. We don't like the dark. I'm not crazy. Uh, you know, when, when you're in a dark room, I don't like not being able to see where I'm going, where I'm about to step. You know what my number one concern is? If I'm going to stub my toe. Yeah. Hey, do you, anybody else when you get in the dark, what do you do? You, like you shuffle? <laughs> Nobody gets in the dark and takes big confident steps. <laughs> you're, you're doing this number because <laughs> I'm telling you, nothing will cause you to question your salvation. <laughs> like when you jam your toe, well, I was walking up the steps at the ranch, and we, we got a big flight of steps you have to walk up to get to into the house. And um, my, my big toe, I had on sandals and my big toe, and they're not finished yet. It's just wood. And my big toe got caught, you know, and that nail came, came off. Part of that nail came off. Woo! Oh, <laughs> You know, and you just go like this. <laughs> you know, you you just you almost feel like you're gonna throw up, and you're just like, oh gosh. And so, uh, ever after that, you know, at that point, I thought I have got to make more deliberate. You know, I was carrying groceries, so you're more focused on the groceries than you are walking. You're more focused on something else. And so, uh, when when you you have to understand when people are around you, this is what you've been delivered from. This is what you've been delivered from. Uh, I don't know which way to go. I got to shuffle. I've got to, you know, I got to figure out, is this the right door? Is this the right way? People all around you, those of you who work in the world, you understand people are shuffling through this life, hoping that they make the right decision, hoping that they marry right, hoping that they choose right, hoping that this is the right financial decision, hoping and planning and wishing that their life, at the end of their life, they're going to end up somewhere good. Every step they make is unsure. That is not the life of the believer. If you're living with such unsurety, you're not living in the light. You're not walking in the light. The Bible says we must walk in the light. That tells me you can still be born again and choose to walk in darkness. Now it's a choice. Those who are not saved, it's not a choice. They don't have that option. They are in the dark. But once you make Jesus the Lord of your life and you say, Jesus, I believe you died for my sin. I believe you were raised. I believe you are the son of God and you came to deliver me and set me free. And now I call on you as my Lord. Right then, light floods the spirit man. Light floods their life. No longer in the dark, but you can choose to go back to darkness. You can choose if you don't renew your mind and transform your not mind with the word, you can choose to stay in darkness. Not this congregation, not us. Say, not me. I'm not staying in darkness. I'm not shuffling. I'm not afraid to stub my toe. <laughs> But you know what? There's always restoration if you do. I've been there. I've stubbed my toe. I've gone the wrong direction. And there was total restoration for every mistake, every misstep. God is so faithful. Look at Colossians. Are you in Colossians 1? 
verse 13. We're going somewhere with this this morning. Colossians 1, 13. The King James reads, Who hath delivered us? Well, verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. Now he is uh, well, verse 15, who is the image of the invisible God? The Young's literal transa- translation of verse 13 said, who, listen to this, who did rescue? And this is the way I like to read it. Who did rescue me out of the authority? You understand those who were not born again, darkness has authority over their life. That means if you're a weak believer, if you're a weak Christian, if you don't walk in your authority, you have absolutely no help to offer to somebody else who doesn't have authority in their life. This world needs us to understand and be skillful in our authority. It says, who did rescue us out of the authority of darkness. And did translate us into the king, uh, into the reign of this, uh, the son of his love. The Weymouth says, it is God who has delivered us. It is God who has delivered me out of the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dearly loved son. How many of you know when the IRS transfers... Your tax return, to those of you who get one and don't have to pay, well, if you do, you're transferring your money into their account. How many of you know, because of the authority that they hold, they're not going to send that money back? Once you transfer that to them, that's it. They've got it. You're not getting anything back. How many of you know, when they transfer money, When I see tax IRS transfer that money because I got three kids and they transfer that money into my account. How many of you know once that transfer happens, it ain't going back, folks. (laughs) You see transfer into their kingdom, into my life. It's final. I'm going to tell you something. It was final. Don't live as if God's word is not final in your life. It's final. God's word is final. The authority he's given me is final for me as a mother, me as a wife, me as a pastor, me as a believer, me as a friend. That authority goes with me everywhere I go. Amen. Darkness should run and should be trampled on and should get out of the way when you show up. Because once you've been translated, you're not going back. Don't choose to go back shuffling in the dark, shuffling around in sickness, shuffling around in lack, shuffling around. 
and confusion. There's no confusion about how I get from, you know, if, if my room is dark, if I walk into my bedroom, I've got to go around to my side of the bed. When the lights are on, there's no confusion about what steps I take, where I go, and how I get there, and what is there. Do I need to take pillows off or put pillows on? There's no confusion. When it's dark, what am I doing? I'm not quite sure how far, where I'm at, where, you know. What I need to do, did I leave my slippers in front of the bed? Am I going to trip over them? Is there a toy? Is there a car? Is there a baby doll? What, you know, what's between me and the bed? <laughs> Listen, whatever you need, what's between you and your answer, whether you see it or not, whether you have light of it or not, is going to be up to you. God provided the light. God provided the authority. But it's going to be up to you to shine the light of the word and to get in the light and get out of darkness. That's why a believer can still be in darkness. That's why a believer can still struggle with making decisions. Don't ever say, I don't know what to do. That holds you in darkness. That holds you in confusion. Depression and anxiety, oftentimes for a believer, depression and anxiety starts when we feel like our situation is controlling us instead of us speaking with our authority and controlling our situation. How many of you been there? You felt like this is out of control. My finances are out of control. My body's out of control. My mind is out of control. This is when depression and anxiety takes root is when you feel like you don't have control. Things are out of your, your life. I, I don't feel like I have any say-so in my life. I don't feel like I have any, any control. My uh, 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 debt is going up or the symptoms are getting worse. And this is oftentimes, like I said, when anxiety, you know, depression sets in when you feel like you have no hope. Anxiety sets in when you feel like you can't do anything about it. Start getting anxious. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been there. You, you, that, that anxiety uh, uh, shows up and seems to come on you when you feel like a situation is beyond your natural ability to determine which direction you want that thing to go. Amen. And that's where, when we see anxiety manifest, anxiety, yes, is connected to the spirit of fear. What are you afraid of? You're afraid that the outcome of this situation that you feel like you have no control over is going to, and you haven't even arrived there yet, but you've already put yourself at a failing uh, outcome. And so we get anxious because we can't control the direction we feel like we can't control. I'm going to tell you something, saints. If you're a born-again believer, the Word of God has given you every bit of control over your life. There is no reason that you should ever live feeling like, I don't have control. I don't have... You cannot control it with your own will, with your own uh, 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 human nature. You control it through your authority given to you, authored by the blood of Jesus and operating through God's word in your mouth. Amen? How do we try to control our situations? We try to control our situations by decisions. Well, if I can just do this, if I can just do that. 
if we can stop when, when things look like they're maybe going in a direction that we, I didn't plan on this direction, instead of instantly thinking, oh my gosh, I'm losing control, you are not your situation. You are not. If you can separate yourself from your bank account, you're one step closer to victory. If you can separate yourself from your physical condition, you are one step closer to victory. I am not my finances. I am not my job. I am not. You know, I I talked about this before I left. This is something that happens, especially, like I said, especially to us as mothers. When the devil brings up a thought or a direction he's going to take our kids, or something he's going to do. This seems to be what, you know, moms and, and, and wives, we tend to, it, it tends to be a, an arrow and a dart that comes to us more so um, than our husbands. That's why don't, don't, ever, uh, don't ever accuse your spouse of not caring as much as you do. Well, you don't, you just don't care about our kids. No, ladies, wives, your husband is dealing with a different fiery dart than you are. You know, husbands, uh, heads of households, you may be dealing with a fiery dart that your wife is not even facing. That hasn't even come to her. That hasn't even knocked at her door. That hasn't even crossed, we say, it hasn't even crossed her mind. You know, you're maybe, maybe you're handling the finances. You're handling the direction of a business. You're, you're uh, receiving direction uh, for a new home or, or for something, some kind of financial direction. The devil is going to bombard you with, you don't make enough. You're a poor provider. You didn't get a good education. Look at you failed this in the past. You failed that in the past. Ladies, that's why it's so important to never bring any accusation to your husband because the devil is bringing enough to his thought life already. And, uh, but I know as a mom, I know as a mother, what comes to me is I'm going to lose control over the direction that my children are. He's trying to get me to answer a problem that hasn't even shown up yet. And what shows up with me trying to answer a problem that hasn't even come is anxiety. What does anxiety try to do? Anxiety wants to control and get you to shuffle around in the dark, guessing and going, trying to make decisions based out of fear. If he can get me to make decisions based out of fear now for my children, it sets my children's life up later on down the road because I was operating in fear. That's what they're going to know. That's all they're going to be used to. And I'll be, listen, it, it, I, can't, I can't afford to be anxious, if anything, so that my children don't develop that habit. Amen? So that that spirit, they're not used to and conditioned living with that spirit in the home. That anxious spirit, that spirit of fear. And they learn as children how to function in that and how to uh, 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 go to bed with that. Because it's present. It's a spirit that can live in your home. You don't have to be afraid of it if it shows up. Because I've been brought out of that darkness and brought into the light. I've been given authority over that. So 
This is how depression and anxiety come is when you feel like you have no control over your life. You have no say so. The same, well, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, turn with me, if you would, to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. If you go through life, husbands, men, only seeing yourself through the eyes of your career, you'll walk in darkness. Ladies, moms, if you go through this life only seeing yourself, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, you're going to one day wake up anxious because all you're seeing yourself is through uh, those natural eyes and that natural responsibility. Yes, you're an anointed mother. You're an anointed father. You're an anointed employee. You're an anointed business owner. All power has been given unto you to rule and reign in that position in life. Not just occupy it. And this is oftentimes where we find ourselves. We're just occupying a position. I'm just occupying the position as a mom. I'm just occupying a position, you know, in, in my job. I'm just occupying a position in this life. You're not occupying. You need to be taking ground. Believers who just occupy are the ones that are first subject to anxiety and depression because you just go, well, what is it in life? Where am I going? What am I doing? You are called to more than an occupation. Moms, when you get up in the morning, you are called to declare, not in fear, but in faith, over your children's life, the direction that their life will be going. You're called to pray and declare, first and foremost, over your husband's life that they have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of their understanding are being enlightened, that the hope, they may know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory and the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. I'm not just occupying my place as a wife. I'm taking ground as my place as a born-again believer. Amen? So if you get up, well, today's another day. I feel like I have no control. I feel like I have no say-so. I feel like my finances are out of control. I feel like I, 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 things are not going in the direction that I want them. I feel like my body is continuing to, to, to uh, go in the wrong direction. The symptoms, what you're doing is now you're identifying and you're being controlled and you are starting your day off with the thoughts and the control of your natural situation. How many of you remember the story and I love this story of Doctor when he was a 12-year-old boy. And he was walking down the street. And he took a step off the curb. And he said out, uh, up from his spirit, he didn't know it at the time, but up from within in him, he said, what am I, a puppet on a string? How many of you remember that story? What am I, a puppet on a string? And he said at that moment... It flooded his being. He didn't get born again, but it flooded him. The reality as, as a Catholic boy who 
they were poor Catholics. You know, they, they were inconsistent. They only went, what, on Christmas and Easter. But he was raised Catholic. He said it flooded his being, the, the knowledge and the revelation of God. He, he knew God was real. He sensed it. God, what was that? The anointing came on him as, as it came up from within. What am I, a puppet on a string? If you can imagine as a 12-year-old boy, unsure, confused, not knowing which way to go, can you imagine that people grow into adulthood feeling as if they are puppets on a string in this life? They're puppets. They don't know where to go. They, they, they're, they're, they're moved with the news. They're moved with society. They're, they're moved by uh, whether someone comes into their life or leaves their life. They're moved by what their bank account says. They're only moved by everything that's around them. When we as believers should only be moved by what's within us. This is the difference. This is how you shine your light is you're only moved by what's within you, not what's outside you. You have to get up every day. That's why if you're just occupying your place as a mom, what are you, what are you saying? Well, I'm just only moved by what my children's needs are today. I'm only moved by what they're natural. I'm only moved as a wife by what, by what my husband needs. No, you get up every day and say, by the authority given unto me by the head of the church and by the blood of Jesus that is still speaking at the right hand of the Father, I'm gonna get up today and I'm gonna speak for from within me before anything from outside me moves me. I tell you what, you do that, no depression, no anxiety, because you'll get up and you are so thrilled to take your place of authority. This is why the prayer book is so important because you can get up and first thing, start declaring, start praying, start getting in the spirit about something that's bigger than you. Anxiety is when you feel like the world is bigger than you. Victory is when you know you're bigger than the world. Amen. I am bigger. I'm bigger than just my responsibility as a wife and a mom because I can bring my authority to my household. I can speak the word. Nobody's going to speak the word before I speak the word. Amen. The enemy's not getting the first word in this household. I will have the first word every day in this household. Amen? Colossians, or excuse me, John, what did I tell you? John, John 8. John 8 and verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed, and, we ne uh, and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth, uh, abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Listen, your life is not out of control today. If you're struggling, it's not your life that's out of control, it's your mind that's not in control. 
I'm going to say that again. If you're struggling in any arena of your life, it is not your life that's out of control. It's your mind that's not under control. If anything is off, if anything is not the way I wish it, not even the way I wish it, the way the word says it should be. Because he said right here, if you abide in my word, hold fast to my teaching and live accordance with him, you are truly my disciples. And the truth will make you free. What he's telling them is, if you'll walk in the truth of my teaching, not only will you become free, but then you'll be free indeed. The way I like to put it this way for, for me, the way that helps me, what is free? Free means the day I got born again. I received the word of God as my truth, that Jesus was my savior, that I was delivered. I didn't have to live a slave to sin. I became free. And what that indeed means is for the rest of my life, Indeed means from now until I go to see the Father. Indeed was for eternity. That way you can't say, well, I was made free one day. No, he said, you're free, and now you're going to be free indeed. But he said, you've got to stay in my teaching. What does that mean? You've got to do something with your mind. You've got to do something with your thought life. The devil uses thoughts. Listen here, if you tune me out from, from, from this point on, tune me in. <clears throat> the devil uses thoughts to capture your attention. And if he can capture your attention, he can put you back in captivity. you'll think you're back in captivity. If the enemy has your attention, you think you will be convinced you are back in captivity. You'll be, you'll be convinced that you're back in a place that you've already been brought out of. Could be a need, could be a circumstance, uh, uh, could be a difficulty in a relationship, could be your past, uh, it could be based uh, of your, your, your call in life. You will believe if he can capture your thought life, then he can take you back into captivity where you came from. Only hearing the word gives faith for freedom. Listen, hearing the word gives faith for freedom. Speaking the word releases the power to stay in that freedom. That's why you have people that come, they hear the word, but their life doesn't look any different. I'm not faulting anybody. It's not a criticism. It's just they haven't recognized that they can get up every day and not just hear the word and know they're free, but they can speak the word and stay free. There's a difference between knowing you're free and staying free. I don't want any believer that is uh, hearing uh, the Dufresne family preach to get to heaven and go, I could have stayed free. I could have stayed free. My life could have looked different. Because not only is our job to preach freedom, it's to teach you you can preach freedom. We could title this message, I'm not a puppet, I'm a preacher. I'm not a puppet, no longer. Am I a puppet? No longer am I subject. No longer when circumstances don't look favorable, I'm not controlled. I'm not shuffling in the dark. The strings have been cut. Amen. Amen. 
I'm not taking that thought. What you do, when you take a thought, you are hooking yourself back up to that puppet master. I'm not going back. I'm not hooking myself up. Amen? When he asks God, as a 12-year-old boy, a 12-year-old boy realizes, what am I, a puppet? Meaning I have no control. At that point, alcoholism was already rampant in his family. He understood, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, this is my father-in-law. He understood that his grandfather had committed suicide because uh, his mother had gotten pregnant with him at such a young age. He knew the mental illness. He had, he had begun to see it in his own family. So you understand, this is not a young boy at 12 years old in a happy home. This is a young boy who now has already seen the effects of darkness, having control over his family. And he's going, what am I, a puppet? Meaning, I can only imagine, is my, he's thinking, is my life just going to go? This is the only thing I know. Listen, folks, if you live as a puppet on a string, how can you help somebody undo their strings? I want to live so free that the anointing on my life, not as a pastor, but as a believer, that the anointing on my life, it goes around cutting strings off of people. Amen. That they get delivered, set free, that the light comes, that they realize I don't have to hang like this any longer. Sickness and disease don't control me. Fear doesn't control me. Amen? So only hearing the word of God gives faith for freedom. Faith comes. You realize that speaking the word releases the power in that freedom. There is your situation that you're facing that needs your faith. And uh, what is it today? All of us can think of something that needs our faith, right? We can all think of something. We can all think of something that's tried to rob us uh, from bringing our faith. The devil has brought a bombarding thought so many times that you realize I'm thinking about it more than I'm speaking to it, right? Or am I the only one? And you go, ooh, I've been thinking about this far more than I've been speaking to it. You know, one arm's hooked up. (laughs) And you're going, yeah, that could happen. Oh, my gosh. You know, and you realize you're being controlled by these thoughts. Go with me real quick. Uh, Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, and we'll close with this. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10. If there's a situation in your life needing your faith, I, I want you to understand this. It's not, 
You say, well, you, you don't understand my financial situation. You don't understand th- this, what the doctor's report said to me. You don't understand our family history. You don't understand, you know, the, the difficulties I've had in my marriage or the difficulties I've had uh, 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 in this arena in my life. I'm going to tell you something today. It is not your situation that's holding you captive. It's your thought life that's holding you captive. It, the reason it took my husband and I six years believing for a new home was not because of our natural situation. Because let me tell you something. When we found that home, our natural situation had not changed one bit. It was our thought life that changed. It was our, our, our mindset. It was the continual speaking and releasing of power over six years it wasn't God that, that he, we were waiting on him to do the work. It was that we, he was waiting on us to become unhooked from every thought that was holding us and puppeting us and controlling the decisions we made. We had to be completely unhooked. No more being puppeted. We had to be completely free and dependent 100% on God's word and the truth of it in our lives. It's not your situation holding you captive. It's your thoughts. Nowhere in the word. I'm going to tell you, nowhere did it say that the children of Israel were held captive in the desert because of something they couldn't do. It was because they thought, they thought, they thought, they thought, they thought, they thought the giants were too big. They thought, they thought, they thought. They heard a report and they thought. They heard a report and they believed. They heard a report and they decided. Amen? What report are you listening to the first thing when you get up in the morning? You are not your situation. I am not my situation. I am not my bank account. I am not my body. Do you know you're not your body? You know you're not the, the, the condition of your home life? That's not you. He whom the sun set free is free indeed. I'm free. That's who I am is I'm free. I'm healed. I'm prosperous. I am not. Mothers, you are not just a mother. You are not your situation. Husbands, I don't care how many times you've missed it. Men, I don't care how many times you missed it. You are not your mistakes. Your victories will be be determined by the knowledge of who holds the strings. Come on. Do strings hold you or do I hook up with my authority, the strings to my situation? And start pulling them. I'm going to tell you something. I decided I pull the strings in my life. I hook up the word of God to my need, to my body, to my family. And I decide where we go because I'm in the light. I'm not in the darkness. I pull the strings. I'm not a puppet. You're not a puppet. Amen. Look at here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse three, for though we walk and live in the flesh, what does that mean? You're not your situation. That's exactly what that means. For though we walk and live in the flesh, 
he's, he's saying no matter what you're facing in the flesh, no matter what is in the natural, that is not you. Though we walk and live in the flesh, we are not carrying our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty. I am not flesh and blood. You are not flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and the destruction of strongholds. And as much as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, we leave, look at this, we leave every thought, lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. What is the obedience of Christ? It's the blood of Christ. It's the sacrifice of Christ. It's the price he paid. It's the defeat the enemy suffered. I'm bringing my thoughts and reminding them of the defeat that they've already suffered. Amen. That's why you can stay at home. You know something I, I was reading out of, out of a, a book um, on parenting. And I love what this one pastor said. He said, uh, the moment uh, you have children, you are now in a fight. We could say in a warfare for their destiny. That's the fight you take on. You know, as a parent, you're, you're in a fight. Once you get married, and I don't, I don't want to portray this as a fight that's a hard fight. Right, right, amen. It's just uh, an exercising of demanding yeah. that the word of God have first place. Yes. That the power of God have first place. Yes. That my mind will not go that direction. <laughs> my mind, my thought life will not uh, control the decisions I make. The word of God controls the decisions I make. You're in a fight for their destiny. And so now I know I'm not just doing my job. Moms, you're not just doing your job as, as a mother. Family members, you have authority in each other's lives. You know, love is good, but I want some love with faith. <laughs> you know what I mean? How blessed is it when a family can walk together in the authority? One can put a thousand, a thousand a fight. Two, and especially two in a household, two in a family can put 10,000 to flight. Amen. You are not your situation. You are, you are not your current condition. Separate yourself. I'm not a puppet, I'm a preacher. I am called and anointed and been given the word to preach to every circumstance in my life. I'm not talking about a pulpit preacher. I'm talking about what is preaching. It's simply declaring the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news that you are no longer controlled by your situation. It's not you and the devil, it's you and your thoughts. It's not you fighting the devil. It's you becoming skillful over the thoughts in your life because your thoughts are going to make you think you're just broke. You just don't have enough. You're just always going to be like this. You're just always going to struggle with this. And you got to tell those thoughts, that's not me. That's not me. Who, he whom the son sets free, I got made free the day I got born again, brought into the kingdom of light. But he didn't stop there. He said, I'm free Indeed, from now until eternity, I'm completely free. 
The devil wants you back on the strings of bondage through controlling your fear, controlling your thought life through fear and the emotions and having an uncontrolled thought life. This is how he hooks you back up to those strings is through the mind. But I'm telling you what, you are free. I'm free. I'm not, I decide what I think on. You can decide what you think on and what you think on determines your destiny. What you think on determines your direction. What you think on determines the level of victory you walk in. All victory has been provided for you. You decide what measure of it that you partake of. Amen? Amen. Well, this morning, that's, uh, I, I wanted us to, to recognize you're not a puppet. You're not your situation. I don't care how small or how big your daily duties are. That's not you. You are free indeed. You're a child of authority. You've been raised up. I didn't even get to. You've been handed the keys to the kingdom. All power has been given unto you. But just because it's given, just because money's given to me doesn't mean I went and spent it. Doesn't mean it benefited me. Just because power's given doesn't mean it's brought benefit. I want you to see the benefit of all authority. You are not shuffling around in the dark. You're not wondering which way do I go. And I'm telling you what, if you can get a hold of this, that you are not your situation, you can help somebody else get free and realize they are not their situation. Amen. Were well, you helped today? We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.